We thank you for the supply of the Spirit. Thank you for you've anointed me to preach, to teach, and to heal. We ask you this morning that you open the eyes of our understanding and grant our minds enlightenment to see your word for its intent in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. So many people will question God about healing. You know, those questions about, well, why are people born with sicknesses and diseases, with ailments? And those are genuine questions. I mean, when people ask those questions, it's true. You want to wonder why. But in the beginning, it was not so. You would see because Jesus came to answer those questions. And then the disciples, the Pharisees, people in Jerusalem, Israel at that time would ask him, he says, Master, why is this so? And he would tell them and take them back to the beginning and said, in the beginning, it wasn't so. Because when God created man, in the beginning, he created man all good. No sickness, no disease. Man was just like him, perfect in good health. But then what happened? It was sin. All right, let's read Isaiah. Let's start from Isaiah 53. That will be our anchor text from today till, till the end of the month and up to light up. Isaiah 53. Are we there? All right. Now, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Now he says, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Thus surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. And he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. The purpose of this teaching too is that uh, I would like us to prepare our minds towards, towards light up. Because that program would be a program of many impartations, many healings. And miracles will make a boast in the Lord. And just to set your mind up for that, I remember when we had Easter conference, I mean, every Easter conference where we've prepared for that kind of, or those kind of power meetings last year and this year, I remember some of the healings, some people stopped wearing their glasses, I mean, and they're amongst us in church, and they began to see well without the aid of glasses. I remember someone diagnosed with scoliosis, got fine. I remember even last year, some guy watching us from Budapest on Facebook, just on Facebook, and then there was a word of knowledge. He got healed on Friday, and then he came here to testify on, on Sunday morning. And it's the power of God amongst us believers. It's the power of God in you. So back to Isaiah 53, we were reading, and understanding God's mind concerning sickness and diseases. So where does sickness, or where do sicknesses and diseases come from? They come from the devil, because the original thing that happened was that man fell. That was Adam. And God had given him instructions that, well, he could eat from every tree in the garden except the tree of what? Hmm? Somebody said the tree of life. What? Apple tree. Uh, hmm? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, yeah, there was, in a, there was an instruction or there were instructions of what they could and what they couldn't do. So, he says, if you eat out of this tree, if you eat out of this fruit, that is, if you rebel, 
He says, in dying, you shall die. And then, because I've heard many people ask those questions, that why, why? Well, we'll, we'll do some of the why um, later on. But now, there was a rule, there was an instruction. And he says, well, if you stay on this side of the divide, you're going to be fine. But if you pick the other side, then there's a problem. And we know that when they ate of the fruit, in reality, they didn't die immediately. So what happened first was the separation from God. And what happened in that separation from God was their life source was separated from them. And so it would be that man gave dominion to the devil. And so the devil became the ruler of the world. And if we come down to the New Testament, we'll see that with Jesus, you know, that argument with Jesus and, and Satan. And when Satan was saying, well, if you bow before me, I'll do what? Come on, do we have a class this morning? Praise God. Have you read your New Testament before? So what was the argument or what was the temptation between the devil and Jesus? He says, if you bow before me, what will happen? You find out that Jesus didn't argue whether the world belonged to him or not. And again, Jesus said, he says, the prince of this world cometh. He says, but he has nothing in me. So that means at Adam's sin, at the fall of Adam, power dominion was given to the devil. And so when it was said that in dying you will die, it means every other sin or every attendant reality that man had with God became the opposite. So originally, Adam couldn't fall sick. And then one of the ways we know that sin has entered the life of man is that man will die. And one of the things that will cause death, one of the things that will cause death would be sickness. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, and you see, uh, sickness and diseases is so important in the kingdom of darkness. Uh, because when, when the fall happened, then creation or nature was corrupted. And it happened so much that, uh, for example, earthquakes, you know, natural disasters are, are a creation of, of the fall. So just in case you were lucky and you were born in a place or a person was born in a place where none of those disasters occur. Sickness and disease will still find its way to that. It's almost in it. So you can control everything as a result of the fall. For example, if there's insecurity, you can control insecurity. Praise the name of the Lord. So, I mean, if people are serious, they can control insecurity. I mean, if, if, if there's a killer in town, they just bring soldiers. Case solved. Amen. Hmm? Some people don't believe. <laughs> you better believe. <laughs> so, yeah, case solved. Case settled. So now, if, if there's destruction on a part of the world, people can run to another part. But somehow, somehow, sickness and diseases. Now, in fact, when they find the cure to one, another one comes up. And then they find the cure to that one, and then there's another variant. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And on and on, you see that. You see that modifications and mutations and things keep going wrong because the devil is still aiming for the death of man. And now, the Lord Jesus came. But then when the Lord Jesus came, 
it will be to redeem us because uh, the curse as a result of the fall will still have to find its place, its judgment. So man will still have to die uh, until the second coming of the Christ. But to preserve us, are you with me? Are you with me? But now to preserve us and to give us that life at the second coming of Christ, then the Lord Jesus had to come, die our death, and give us the spirit as a down payment. Praise the name of the Lord. But then that doesn't mean there will still be no death. That doesn't mean death has ceased. Because that judgment, you know, when we say God is just, uh, no matter how much he loves you, if, if, if he's partial towards the one he loves, that's the partiality. Praise the name of the Lord. So in the justice system, it's not about who I know. It's if you do this, this is what will happen. And so no matter how much I love you and how good you are, for me to retain that character of justice, for me to retain that nature of justice, justice must find its way. So you know Lady Justice? You don't know? I'll tell you now. Okay, okay. Huh? What? Holding sword, a spoon. <laughs> okay, maybe Lady Justice wants to eat. <laughs> All right, scale. So like there's a scale on one hand and what on the other hand? And a sword. And what happens to the face? Blindfolded in true, in true justice systems. <laughs> That's what should happen. That the person is blind and then when you are weighed on the scale and you don't measure up, then there's punishment for that. And it's fair. And we must accept it to be fair. So that means you don't do wrong. And if anyone does wrong against you, and the person gets the right punishment for that wrong. That's a fair word, yeah? Unfortunately, many times, people do not think that way. You know, people, people question the justice system of God. But it's fair. And sometimes, you know, people complain only when it's not favoring them. Because if you do the same thing, you expect pardon. But if someone else does something else, kill them, kill them, crucify, the same way they did to Jesus. Let's do, to, to, give, to give this more context, let's do 1 Corinthians chapter. We're going to do quite a lot of um, Bible verses. Let's do 1 Corinthians chapter 15 now, just to explain what I'm saying. 1 Corinthians 15 from... 20, 15 verse 20. Are we there? I expect everybody opening up their Bibles. Now, it says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. It says, for since by man came death. Now, he's talking about Adam. Now, since by man, by Adam came death. He says, by man also came resurrection of the dead. Now, he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, for as in Adam, all die. Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive, but each one in his order. It says now, Christ, the first fruits, he says, afterward, those who are Christ's 
at his coming. That's when he's coming back. Praise the name of the Lord. And so he says, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God to the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Quickly, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I hope some of you are writing because if you don't write, you may not remember all what we're saying. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 1 to 7. This, this, um, this month is so important for every believer. You want to listen to what we're saying. You want to reread it. You want to listen to the messages again and again because all believers should heal. You know, last, um, yesterday we said all men prophets or last, last month, yeah? All men prophets. Another thing all believers should do should be to heal because Mark 16, 17 says this sign shall follow them. And I believe in my name. Uh-huh, what else? They will speak with new tongues. What else will they do? They will lay their hands on the sick. They will cast out devils. If they take up serpents, it will not harm them. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. So that's for all believers. This shine shall follow they that believe. So, now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 1. He says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, says we have a building from God. He says, A house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. For in this body now, we groan, earnestly desiring to be closed with what? Our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed having been closed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in distance grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclosed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Praise the name of the Lord. So he's saying now, even now that we have gotten born again, and I hope everyone here is saved. He says, even now that we are saved, he says, this earthly body, this earth suit, he says, still groans for our immortal bodies. Uh, so that means at this stage or in this stage of life, we're still going to die. Uh, there's a chance that people will still experience sicknesses and diseases. Now, but this is the solution to it. He says, in that body that is immortal, that we will match up with at the resurrection of, um, on the last day, says that body is perfect. And as that body is perfect, this present body here that is saved is able to make use of the provisions in that body. Praise the name of the Lord. And because that's what it means when he says it's a down payment. So that means if they've made a down payment for something, you know, and I hope you don't buy things on credit. I mean, they don't do that in this country. Praise God. Some people are saying no. Don't try it. Yeah. So, so now, so if you need to buy a property, there's a chance you make a down payment. Uh, and then you promise them and say, well, um, this is a payment plan. And maybe in the next six months, yeah, they do it. Yeah. What's, what's it called? Cap, cap. There's something like that. You people, ah, thank God. These people have money in this church. <laughs> Glory to God. Rich folks. God has blessed you. <laughs> so there's something like that. You know, you, you can just buy online and pay over a period of time. Okay, it's because you people are not citizens. That's why, that's why you can't do it. But for, yeah. So you know you can pay over a period of time. But what happens is that you've collected that product. You have it. You can enjoy the privileges of that product. Having in mind that you'll complete your payment in six months, in one year, 
whatever the time is. And that's the same thing that the Lord Jesus did for us. So the down payment was the spirit. And as the spirit is in you, you have life. However, the totality of that life is when we cross to the other side. But we can and we should enjoy the benefits of that life. Because if we do not enjoy the benefits of that life, then we have no right believing. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's a down payment of the spirit in us. And so if we, if we say we have the spirit and we can have good health, praise the name of the Lord, then we don't believe. You see, I'm bold about it because I'm sure what the Bible says. Amen. I mean, you don't have to think of it another way. It's not, it's not about someone being so spiritual. The word says it. So he says that down payment of the spirit of God is inside of you. And so you can have the privileges of that life even while here. And now that's the same thing for when sin came into the world. It was a down payment too. <laughs> so that if anybody dies in sin, <laughs> praise the name of the Lord, or anybody is experiencing the attendant realities of sin, which is chaos, which is sickness, and the person dies in sin. That's down payment. There's eternal damnation after. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, on both sides, there's down payment. And one of the things we have to come to understand is the, our rights, yes, and privileges, or the rights and privileges we have in this current down payment. And so that we enjoy all of it, and uh, one of it is what? Healing. Not just for you to enjoy it. For you to be able to give other people healing. Because that's what the Lord Jesus said we'll do. And in just believing the simplicity of the word. It says, these signs shall follow they that believe. In my name. They will heal the sick. If they take up serpents, it can't harm them. In fact, no. He says they will take up serpents. He, now... I've explained that in church before. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Now when he says serpents and scorpions, he's referring to the power of witchcraft. And when he's saying they will take on serpents, he's not saying, well, they're going to wait for the attack and then be praying. He says, no, they'll confront it. They'll confront the power of the dark. And then they'll overcome. If they take up poison, it will not harm them. And so that's the life of the believer. That's one of the things the believer has been called into. Into healing, into receiving healing, and into enjoying health. And so because sicknesses and diseases came as a result of the fall, sin came as a result of the fall. Now, um, I'd like to term one original sin, and that's not original sin in the sense of the doctrine of original sin. I'm just saying, when I say original sin, I mean when Adam fell, that falling. Now, burst different kind of sins. Praise the name of the Lord. And so that's how the life of Christ births different kind of good things. The fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, and all of that. You see, the same way, and I believe and I hope that believers listening to me here, they detest sin. Praise God. That believers listening to me here detest sin and hate sin. And you see, the same way you hate sin, the same way you hate wrongdoings, people doing the wrong things, is the same way you should detest sickness and diseases. Amen. Sicknesses and diseases shouldn't, shouldn't be pampered. You know, some people are sick and they want the whole world to come ask after them. 
Oh, you didn't check up on me. Uh-huh. What happened? I was sick. You know, when you commit a sin, you didn't, you didn't see me. <laughs> when what happened? When I sinned? Aha. Are you crazy? <laughs> Nobody does that. And I'm not saying we shouldn't sympathize with people or empathize. I'm just saying no one should sit in that place of self-pity. Be angry at sicknesses and diseases. Be angry at not feeling fine. It's the same as sin. Because sickness and diseases came as a result of sin. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we are angry at sin and we are angry at sicknesses too. We are angry at situations that are not going fine. And it's a holy anger. It's not, it's not that, oh, why am I sick? No, it's that this shouldn't be in my body because I have a new body, a down payment. And if my life is going to match up with what has been created by the Lord Jesus, and then I won't allow sicknesses and diseases in me. And so believers must come to understand that believers must be taught that. So the next time you're seen, you're, 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 you feel sick, no, it's not the time to look for people to just be with you and say sorry. You know, sometimes people, you, hmm. you know, the psychology of sickness or the psychology of disease, you know, is, is sometimes people just want to talk about those things. You see, it's, it's funny. Sometimes people just want to hear sorry. But that's not faith. And I understand the place because. You should care because some people take those kind of messages. They take it the other way. And their friend is sick. Say, no, I'm angry at the sickness. <laughs> no, don't, don't be that kind of friend. If you're like that, you're, you're not sure you're a believer. You know, at least tell them sorry then. Get them healed. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So I'm saying be angry at sickness and diseases. Be angry at everything that the Lord has not planted in you. Be angry at everything that is not God's plan for you. And part of what we'll be talking about in sickness and diseases and faith pills is also the miraculous. And then when we need the miraculous, it means, well, something is not going well in your life and normally you don't know what to do about it. And so you need a miracle. And so if something is not going fine, it's not, it's not the time for self-pity because it's the work of the devil. God doesn't put sickness in the people because if he put diseases and sickness in the people, he wouldn't have come to die for them. And I know many people have argued about <laughs> Isaiah 53. Some people said, well, that it wasn't really talking about health. Uh, well, let's do, do you have, or like, do you have NASB? Who has the NASB Bible? Yeah, okay. Can you put it up? Let's see. Isaiah 53. So that we just, because, I mean, right there in context, at every point in time, you see, talking about sickness, talking about um, disease. No, 2020. I think this one is quite old. Do you have NASB 20? All right, let's try this one. If it's not it, then. It says, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Yes. Verse 2. He says, for he grew up before him like a tender shoot and a root out of parts the ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He says, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. No, give me 20. 20, 20. The new one version. All right, I have it. I was just trying to. <laughs> so, no, let, let's start from verse 3 now. He says he was despised and abandoned by man. men. He said a man of great pain and familiar with what? 
with sickness. And he says, and like one from whom people hide their faces. He says he was despised and we had no regard for him. Now, this was prophecy about Jesus. And for those people, or for some people who are still skeptical about the coming of Jesus, whether truly he came, he died now. Now, this was prophecy before he came. And I've told us before in church that no matter how much you like prophecy, you won't play yourself into the prophecy, prophecy up to the point of death. Do you understand? So, in order to say, well, the prophecy was accurate, then you go, <laughs> then you go and die. <laughs> Nobody does that. But he was explaining it because Isaiah has said it years before. And he says, however, it was our sickness. Now, that's verse 4, NASB. If you have Blue Letter Bible, you can check. You can go there. You'll find it. He says, however, it was our sicknesses that he himself bore. So that means as he was going to the cross, he was taking original sin. You know, the penalty for that sin. And part of the penalties, I mean, there's the original penalty, which is death. Praise the name of the Lord. And then there are little penalties, which is sickness, disease, whatever evil you can think of. And so he says now, the highway was a sickness that he himself bore and our pains that he carried. He says, yet we ourselves assumed that he had been afflicted and struck down by God and humiliated. Now, it's funny that a lot of people come into this thinking in this present age. That when they are sick, some people think he's God. And I've even heard it. Well, I'm, I don't want to say the things I've done online. <laughs> it will be there forever. Well, some people have said it. You know, they are sick. Then they remember a time they, they sinned. They say, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Says, when I sinned, it's the devil. And the devil is a liar, you know, trying to make you put the blame on God. No, God forgives. Praise the name of the Lord. And in his act of forgiveness, we see a prophecy before the Lord Jesus came. And he says now, that yet we ourselves assumed that he had been afflicted, struck down by God and humiliated. Wrong thinking. And he says, but he was pierced for our offenses. He was crushed for our wrongdoings. He says, the punishment of our well-being was laid upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. The same thing in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Peter comes and explains this whole thing again. And says, well, before now you were sin, or you were sinners, and then you've been made righteous. And he says, but by whom stripes you were healed. So that means what Isaiah said came into fulfillment. In the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Peter re re reports it again. And says, well, in the truth, he says, he saved you from your sins. But not only sins. He gave you health. He says, by his stripes, you were healed. And so in that body, on the resurrection morning, which is a perfect body, I'm saying again that you can partake of it. And it's in having the knowledge that you are meant to be made whole. Praise the name of the Lord. The believer is meant to be made whole. The believer is meant to be in health. Sickness is not meant to what's that word now? To, uh, to scourge the believer. You shouldn't be sick. And so when we find sickness, we know it's the work of the devil. And we are angry at it. Praise the name of the Lord. Because if we never get angry at it, we'll manage it. And like these people now, whom Isaiah, or who Isaiah was prophesying about, would say it's from God. Or, well, why? Why is God not doing anything? And then one of the things we learn is the authority of the believer. <laughs> because he said... 
Mark 16, 17. Now let's have Mark 16, 17. Okay, I think I'll need someone to read for us. All right, continue. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any, dead, any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. They will lay their hands on the sick and then they will recover. But he is not saying God will do something about that. He's saying these signs will follow they that believe. And they that believe will go into action. And that's faith. Says those that believe, we act out on their faith. And that's one of the things the Lord has given us. And in fact, Habakkuk preferred, uh, uh, prophesied about it. Whenever I teach faith, I like to teach from, from Habakkuk. Because from the beginning of, of the book was Lamentations. And then he came into the understanding about the word of God. And he says, well, this vision is for an appointed time. And now that's what faith is about. He says that whoever reads it may run. So now whoever sees the word of God will do what? We run. We act on the word of God. And he says the living of the just person is by his faith. Now what's that faith? It's the word of God that has come to him. So he says how a righteous person, that is you a believer, lives. How a born again believer lives is by his faith. He says so now God has given the word and that's the best God will do. God's best is his word. And his word is powerful as it was when it was prophesied, his word is powerful as it was when Jesus spoke it. His word is as powerful as Jesus. You know, in the past Sunday schools, we've been talking about the authority of the word. What did we do today? The entrance of the word two Sundays ago. The word of God three Sundays ago. Ah! These guys are sharp. So church today, 5.0. And you can transfer it to school. It's down payment. Bring your tithe. <laughs> you see Revelation. Hi, Jesus. <laughs> now I forgot to where I was. <laughs> well, yeah, so I'm, I'm saying the word of God is as powerful as the Lord Jesus himself. And so we've, come, we've got to come to believe it and accept it. That no matter what the circumstances around He's saying, whatever, whatever it looks like, whatever the signs and symptoms are saying, is of the devil. And it can't be true because the devil is a liar. Now, we are not saying it's not fact because you are seeing it. We're not saying that's not the reality. But the word of God trumps reality. It's the word of God and it's true. And one of the things we should learn also is the nature of God. So that when we see sickness and we understand the nature of God, that one God is a healer. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible never describes God as one that gives sicknesses. No, he says God is the healer. And then when God appeared to Moses and the children of Israel, he says, I'm Rapha. He says, I'm the healer. Let's do Exodus. Now, Exodus 15, 26. Are we here? Are you understanding me? All right. Exodus 15. Okay. Mm. now this is almost the same thing he said to Adam he says if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord 
your God and do what is right in his sight. He says, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. He says, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. Now, that's judgment upon the Egyptians. And we've done a little bit about judgment. Yeah. I says, for I am the Lord who heals you. If you read through the book of Psalms now, the psalmist said, the Lord brought the entire nation out of Egypt. And he says there was none feeble. And you know how many people were there? About three million people. So about three million people who were keeping the statutes of the Lord, walking with him, going by the pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night, walking continuously. The Bible tells us, he says none of them, none were feeble. And so that's the kind of God we have. That the Lord can actually keep in health if we trust him. Praise the name of the Lord. Not if we trust him. Let's do Psalms. We'll just keep reading those there. Psalms 23. Psalms 23. 25 to 26. Psalm. Yep. It doesn't have. That's not it, yeah? Oh, so what did I write? Can someone discern? I'll prophesy. I thought this thing would be strong on you guys now. <laughs> Say one whole month. <laughs> you can't guess what's in my note. Uh-uh. All right, let's do Psalms 105. Let's do that. I can't remember what I wrote there now. Psalm 105, verse 37. Okay, yeah, that's, that's where we just read now. That's, or that's what I just said to us. That God brought them forth and that there was none feeble amongst them. In Exodus, he was saying, well, I'm the Lord that heals you. Yeah, now Exodus, yeah, yeah, I got what I was looking for. Exodus 23, 25 to 26. Okay, let's go back there quickly. Exodus 23. Gideon, can can you change to that song? Thank you. Are we there? Exodus 25, 23, yeah, 25 to 26. Now just read from here. He says, so shall you serve the Lord your God, and he will do what? He will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. And no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. He says, I will send my fear before you, and I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come. And we make all your enemies turn their backs on you. So you see, we're just reading about the nature of God, understanding the person of God, and see that, well, God is a healer. God is a healer. And then there's nothing too difficult. There's nothing too hard for him to do. And you have, you have to believe it. And now this is why we're, um, where meditation comes in. That even in the face of damning realities, you know what the word says. And then you keep saying the same thing the word has said. And there's no moment of doubt because if we will receive from him, if we live that life, you know, it's a down payment. And when you have down payment of something, you're never doubting if you have it or not. Now, this is even better than down payment because down payment, you may be thinking, what if I don't have money to complete it? Hmm? You know? What if I don't have money to complete the payment? What if, you know, the down payment, 
that was made for you is irreversible is that Jesus died and the spirit came and he cannot undie he you he he in fact he died he resurrected and there's no way to reverse that process do you <laughs> you, you can't calculate it no so is he is he going to drop down again then be in the grave three days then they bring the door you know reversing movies you us how do they go back in movie replay rewind it can't happen and so you can put your confidence on that that you see that process is irreversible he died and he's alive at the right hand of the father ever making intercession on behalf of the saints and that process that process certifies what healing is for us certifies what healing is for you now what do you have to do to give healing or to be healed believe the word believe the word and just get the ideas and philosophies of the world out of your mind because again many people have taught many things you know so many conditions <laughs> so many conditions let me tell you and just to relate a personal experience you know one of the first times i i saw people healed you know, because sometimes they tell you you have to fast. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we are fasting in church so that somebody doesn't hear and say, well, you don't have to fast. How many days are we fasting? 39, have you? 39 days. So we're fasting up to light. So don't think we, we don't fast. And meanwhile, you should join us because you're a member of this church. Amen. If this is your first time, still join us because we have told you. <laughs> we have told you we are fasting. You can't take our secret away. We are fasting. So you've heard it. You can't go. <laughs> so we are fasting and then we meet every day to pray I mean so we have a prayer chain for 39 days that's why I'm just telling you that so that somebody doesn't think oh no you need to fast and you need to pray but I'm saying as a personal experience and I can't even remember which was the first story now but I know it wasn't it wasn't much and you know I was teaching we were teaching about prophecy last week and we were saying your most dominant thought I remember I think maybe that one came through a word of knowledge and it was just a group of guys. And so for people who doubt the word of knowledge and prophecy, I say, where was the, what's the chance? So a group of people, maybe six, maybe seven, I don't know. And then we just stayed back in my church back then. And after choir practice, you know, we're those guys that waited back and spoiled the churches. <laughs> so we were playing that, we were playing that, we were just worshiping, yeah? And in a, in a dominant thought, I felt, or I perceived that someone had a problem with their left ear. You know, and because we're very informal, I mean, we're just guys. And you know, sometimes you tell your guy you want to pray with you, and he laughs at you, and like, <laughs> like you. <laughs> well, I had that dominant. He felt that way, so I asked. And then another of my friend also, that was he was uh, more spiritually mature than the rest of. He was a very serious person. We were just normal guys. <laughs> so now. From my own dominant thought and my own per perception, I perceived, I felt. So I asked, I said, who has an issue with the left ear? Then in our Nigerian patois, in Pidgin, it says Nami. Nami means, mm -hmm. I'm the one, it's me. So the guy raised up his hand, he said, bros, bros, Nami. Then my other friend who was more mature than us said, man, he said, I messed up. Because he also perceived and he didn't speak first. I felt so spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> 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 
I, I called him, come. <laughs> let, let me heal you. <laughs> and then laid hands on him. And immediately the ears began to get better. But you see, we were, because the group of uh, God bless our choir master, then we disturb the man so much. So, <laughs> we were not spiritual through the, <laughs> through the choir practice. I mean, we were born again. But you know how you just disturb the older people because he was way older than us and he would ask us to do this and we'll sing another key, you know, those kind of things. And so, we, we were not being spiritual all through. But just after the practice, and he's just acting on what dominant thoughts that have taught us before and then the word of God. No much knowledge. And then he got healed. I remember another person. I think they had um, IBS, um, irritable word whatever, Bauer syndrome, yeah. And I think that's what happens that food doesn't digest. Uh, that's another one. Whichever way, I did engineering. <laughs> oh, you did engineering, sharp guy. We don't know those things. It's none of our business. We just heal. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. <laughs> and I saw this person, you see, nothing will just digest. And it will take a long time, a long time. So the same thing, just a small prayer meeting, you know. Then again, I perceived for one guy, you know, just a word of knowledge. He had a pain on his knee. And somehow, somehow, I could describe how the pain was. Because they said, oh, we've used medication. I said, no, it won't work. I mean, I just knew. And I, just, I was just saying it the way I knew. You know, I've told us before, just go out in faith. you never know. And so he said, they've pressed it. I said, no, it won't work. And then prayed for him. He got healed. Then the other person, much older woman. You know, you become everybody's son when you have the power of the Holy Ghost. Say, my son. He said, how did you know? I said, I just knew. <laughs> then the person explains the problem. And I said, well, can I lay your hands? I was a bit spooky then. So I did. Hmm. Laid hands. And after praying, she said, when you laid hands on me, she said, I felt three thumbs in my stomach, like something hit it thrice. And immediately it's deflated. I said, hmm. <laughs> I didn't believe. I, I said, <laughs> I said, don't encourage me. <laughs> because it was so easy. I wasn't praying. I wasn't fasting. Nothing. We just prayed. I saw her another time. I said, are you sure? And I'm being real. I told her another time. I said, are you sure you were healed? She said, yes, I'm healed. But what happened? Just doing what? Acting out on the word. Believing the word that if you lay hands on the sick, it says the sick will recover. Now, but you've got to do the laying on of hands and God does the healing. T.L. Osborne defines faith as, as doing what God has asked you to do and waiting for what God says he will do. He says that's the definition of faith for him. He says because now the Lord said, lay hands. And then I'm just going to go out there and lay hands. And then I leave God to do his work, believing on him. So now the act of faith there is laying hands. And then you can also lay hands on yourself. Healing is that practical. I mean, this morning when we got the, the, the design, I said, well, healing in theory and in practice, in word and in spirit. So the reason we're teaching this is not so... You just say, well, God can heal. No, it's for you to practice healing. 
where we started out from is for you to even get angry at sickness and disease. Praise the name of the Lord. Get angry at every wrong situation and believe in the miraculous because it is done in Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. Let's go on. I'll just read some things to you from, from my note. Yeah, I was talking about yeah, um, one of the mindsets people have about healing. I said here that yeah, if the devil succeeds in playing or in plaguing a person with a disease or sickness, now, he, unfortunately, you know, he becomes successful also in blinding their minds, you know, and helping them not see healing for what it is. And this, this is what I mean. So the devil brings sickness. And that's for people who argue against the miraculous in church. You'll find a lot of believers who are, who are skeptics. You know, when they see the move of the Spirit, they say, no. They say, what is this? Uh, they see healing and they say, well, it's a lie. Are they not just lying? In fact, you hear some believers. Some believers say, well, I just want to worship God for who he is, apart from the healing. You've heard that before. Maybe you've even said it before. Because you, you, you think you have pure intentions. I wanted to say something, but I won't say it. Those pure intentions that you thought you had is unbelief. Because God appeared to Israel and said, I'm the healer. And you, <laughs> somebody that Jesus died for, you say, you say, I just want to worship him for who he is. Who is he? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So he's a healer. And so if you worship him for being a healer, you're not wrong. Because that's what he is. <laughs> but people do not discern that it's the devil blinding their eyes. Because if there's a provision made for you, and you're saying, well, I'm not worshiping him for the provision. And I get the point some people come from. Because some believers are just, are just very commercial entities. <laughs> it's give me, give me. You know, you're just every time, no responsibility. You just want. I wanted to make that joke, but now there's a, there's a Jimmy in our midst. Jimmy, have you heard it before? Oh, you don't know there's a Jimmy in our midst. So that Jimmy doesn't think I'm talking to him. And there's one, okay, no, I won't say it. I'll tell you privately. Some of you want to hear it. You know the problem with it? Hmm? Now that everybody's expectant, if I say it, it will not be bad. You will not laugh. So, where were we? <laughs> commercial entities. You are still taking me back there. So they all they do is give me, give me, give me. Mm -mm. <laughs> you can't tempt me. <laughs> get thee behind me. But you people are Christians. Get <laughs> mm. So yeah, so some believers are just very transactional. And I, I get the point when they are saying, well, don't just come for the things you can get. And that's true. But if a person needs something, then he should get it. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so why, are we, why are we lying to ourselves? So many times is a teaching of, of the devil. So while we're trying to get believers responsible, we must make them responsible the right way. Amen. We're trying to get people responsible. We mustn't, we mustn't throw away some truth uh, so as to accommodate another truth. We can't, we can't throw away the baby and the bathwater. You can't rob Peter to pay Paul. No, we must give the fullness of the message, the full gospel. 
and still tell people, well, you've got to be responsible. But the irresponsibility of some other people does not negate the fact that Jesus is a healer and then that you can come to him as or for the healer that he is. So if you need a healing, come to the healer. He heals. And don't let the devil blind you that, well, I'm a believer. I'm not interested in the miraculous. You see, when I read my Bible, I'm interested in everything it says. If it says you're going to be wealthy, I believe, I believe it. And so when we are thinking about God blessing us, you, you better sing it. You want money or not? <laughs> if it's talking about power, you better sing it. If it's talking about healing, you better sing it. If it's talking about miracles, you better want it. Because that's the fullness of God. And so, the devil, unfortunately, blinds people. So, you see people, they're, they're not interested in the supernatural. They're not interested in the ministry of the believer. Let, let me just be serving God. Let me just, I just want to love Jesus. How can you love him and not set people free? What's wrong with you? Say, let me just, I just want to be. Say a lot of nonsense. So, healing must be viewed as an attendant reality. Of the new life that we have. And it must be contended for. You know. Um, in church before here. I've taught us about the. Vital realities and legal realities. Subjective. And what? Objective. And I've taught us that in subjective realities. Well. Or in legal realities. Everything has been done. Yes. It's complete. The work is done. But the believer. Now in the vital part, in the organic part, or in the subjective part, must now begin to take his Bible, you know, and say, well, God says we're going to heal. Now, in contending for that healing, it's not like he's trying to get the healing grace. Praise the name of the Lord. He is trying to walk in it. And he's trying to walk in it every way that he can. So that means he's praying about it to build the consciousness that this is what the Lord has done inside of him. So that means he's reading the word about it. Because that's who he is and he has to study who he is. But if he doesn't study who he is, he's just walking around the streets and somebody's sick, then he's crying and then everybody's crying. They don't know what to do. Then they say, oh God, why? No, it's the devil. And the devil should be rebuked. It's the devil and the devil should be sent out. And you see, when we are talking about healing, my God, when we are talking about healing, we are talking about every wrong thing. You know, we defined health. Some days by, what's it called? The DS, what's it? No, no, no. There's a dictionary that mentions the amount of illnesses. Okay, DSF. Thank you. You people that taught us. <laughs> you know, so, you know, when they're listening um, or listening, there are a lot of lists of different kind of illnesses, mental illness, different kind of things. You see, some people, some people, they exalt sickness. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> one, one day, one meeting, I was praying for people, you know, for healing. And I got to this lady. Now, meanwhile, people had gotten healed. <laughs> she smiled. You know that smile? See, you don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> if you don't know, you won't try. <laughs> if you know, you won't try. Ha! Of course, they weren't going to get their healing because it looked so important. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, if you hated it, it would be important. Because the, the feel is, let it go. 
praise the name of the Lord. And, and so that's how some people act. So when you say, well, uh, we have a date. We are picking a date. If you want any date you want, or before you mark a date before your healing and all of that, some people just look at it and say, well, well, this kind of illness, before it drains out of my body, give or take, one year, two months, <laughs> and one week. Some people calculate it like that. Now, they may not calculate it that way. But at the back of their minds, there's a block there. There's a mental block. There's some mental accent. They've exalted it so much. As the way some people have looked at the power of God. Now, the power of God is great. Make no mistake. But they've looked at it as something they can never reach. But the power of God is at work in me. Praise God. You want to say that the power of God is at work in me? <laughs> some people, you don't believe. The power of God is at work in me. I have the Holy Ghost. The gifts of God are evident in my life. We keep saying those things because we believe in the word, not in any other thing. Boy, the power of God is evident in my life. I heal the sick. <laughs> Glory to God. You know what Jesus said? He said, heal the sick. He said, cleanse the lepers. Rest the dead, cast out devils. And it's what has been given to the believer. And I accept all of it. And I will talk about it a lot. Because some other people don't want to talk about it. You know, I, I told her some months ago, we went to somewhere, went, went to a place. Person said, you know, I just like this church. Say, we don't, we don't cast out devils. I say, And that's what's making you happy. You went to a place, they never cast out devils, they don't heal the sick. What's wrong with you? And you open your mouth to talk to somebody that Jesus died for. <laughs> somebody say, I heal the sick. Say it like you're conscious. I cast out devils. And I'm saying to us, yes, that we don't exalt any sickness. And when we talk about sickness, it's any anomaly. You know, um, what's ill health or disease or is, is a state of, it's an abnormal condition. Well, anything that is abnormal, we put it in that group. So whether it's mental health, whether, whatever you can think, we've got the power in us. And it's in the name of Jesus. And all this is prep for light up. And, I mean, you don't have to wait to light up, yeah? Because as we teach, as we teach, pains live. And, and the reason we say, don't worry, you don't even have to say amen. <laughs> they live because the people Jesus was healing, they didn't know amen. Says, Rise up and walk. And, you know, so because as we teach, as we speak the word of God, it's the word of God. And so pains live. And the reason we always talk about pains first in church here yeah, is because that's the most noticeable thing. Because, I mean, if I look through my phone, I can tell you many other things that people have been healed of. I remember someone came to church, had an addiction problem, been smoking for a long time. And then in the Easter conference, I think after the first night, the second time, the desire left. And you know, you can put the person through a process of mental therapy and all of that, and that's okay. But the power of God sends it out. You see, when the Bible says you cast out devils, you see that word cast. Maybe some people don't understand this. It says ekbalo. It says kick out. You know, cast out. You say, no, it says kick out. It says expel with power. And so the person had that issue. 
And you know, the beauty of it is if it was one week, we'll say, okay, let's give the person one week. It was a month after the person was testifying that the desire left. So I don't care whatever addictions, whatever sickness, whatever the doctor has said. That's all right because sometimes you need to be diagnosed to know what is really wrong <laughs> so that we attack what is really wrong. Hold it by the juggler, squeeze the neck. <laughs> Are you fired up in your spirit? Show us the ancient path. Will you lead us along eternal highways? The footsteps of Jesus. Don't worry, the rest of you, you don't have to sing it. You just have to pray. Show us the ancient path. Don't worry, choir, you're not, you're not under obligation. Just pray. Eternal highways we want to follow. The footsteps of Jesus, we want to enter your eyes. Show us the ancient path. Lead us along eternal highways. Alright, let's be on our feet. We'll close the service now. You want to build up yourself praying in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You want to make power available. Amen. Amen. So the idea is we teach up to light up, yeah? But we just get some people with pains healed. Is that all right? So if you have any pain in your body, you want to lift up your hand, let me see you wherever you are. Or if you came with a pain and it has left, let me see. If, if you came with a pain and it has left. Now you see that, yes? You came with a pain and it left before we even pray. Now that's the power of God. Where was the pain? What, what was wrong? On that and it's gone. You see that now? You came with it, you're right here and it's gone. You see the power of God. You came with a pain and it's gone. So now you're healed. You know you're healed of cold. You don't have cold. Praise the name of the Lord. You're healed. You're made whole. You're made whole. Glory to God. Glory to God. You see now, some people already received their healings while we were teaching. Now, if you still have a pain, raise up your hand. Let me see you. And we get it out right now. Okay.
in Jesus' name we pray. Now, we can't have a move of the Spirit because of how we are. So we need a bigger place, you know, because if we have a flow of the Spirit, so we don't have a stampede while, <laughs> while flowing in the Spirit. Raise up your hand again, those of you who, who said you have pains, and then we just get everything out right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the authority in the name of Jesus, I ask every pain to get out now in the name of Jesus. Pain in the gum, pain on the back, pain on the spine, pain in the abdomen and the belly. I rebuke every spirit of infirmity right now. Go in Jesus' name. Now thank the Lord for your healing. Just say thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord for your healing because we rejoice in that. Say thank you, Lord, for our mute. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God forevermore. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Alright, those of you we just prayed for, if you got your healing, can you raise up your hand? If you felt a relief, can you raise up your hand? Now you see those hands, one, two, three, at the back there, that's four. You see, that's the power of the Holy Ghost. You raise up your hand, yeah? You raise up your hand too. get everything out before we go. Who else? We just show the devil is a liar. You know, I listened to one man. He said, he said, God punished the devil and his <laughs> and his mother in law.
Lord, I press the raising up your hand. All right. We want to enter your rest. Praise the name of the Lord. So again, I would, I would, I would do this invite until we have light up. Amen. So everybody in here, how many are we, ushers? So you're going to invite two other people for light up. Now bring one of them should be an unbeliever. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So we just get them saved. You know that friend that troubles you? Bring them. Even if it's your lecturer, bring Nonsense. We get them saved and get the devil out of their lives. Glory to God. And let me tell you, yeah, so just to prep your mind for that, there'll be all kinds of impartation. Praise the name of the Lord. Devils will be cast out. People will be healed. And you see, the wrongest of situations, hopeless situations, will be turned around. It's the power of God. We make boast of it. Hallelujah to God. Lift up your hands and let's close the service. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the supply of the Spirit. Thank you for the healings this morning that happened in your name. We give all glory to you. We thank you for you are the healer. Thank you for Rapha is your name. And we see that grace amongst us. Blessed be the name of the Lord forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Now the person meant to end the service, you forgive me for, for this month. You know, we'll just end it together. Because it's faith pills. So let's, let's have our confession. And you see, that confession has birthed a lot of testimonies. And we make boast in what the word of the Lord has said to us. So you want to read it energetically. I mean, don't just read it like some religious stuff. Yeah, are we ready? One, two, go. Thanks, spirit of faith. I believe and speak that I walk in God's plan for my life. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm energized for greater works. Lines have fallen onto me in pleasant places and I have a good heritage. I live in good health as God's word is medicine to me. For all my past troubles, I have double honor. All I planned for happened faster than expected. I have ease and rest on all sides. Glory to God forevermore. So, first timers, I think we're waiting here on this side. Yeah, so first timers, please let's meet you.